Welcome back to Peaches and Cream, where we're going to talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. We're going to talk about Barbenheimer and maybe memory if we get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we might hold off on memory just because, you know, um, I didn't remember <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to do the, to the research for, for memory. So we would just be spouting off nonsense, which is like our MO. Yep. But, you know, maybe we want to transition to a more... Uh, educated guest style situation. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some Barbenheimer. Episode 60. Yeah, we're on episode 60. That's let's a big go. deal. Man, yeah. think about it, Cam. We were making episodes and we were like, man, we hope we get to 20. And now, you know, it's looking like we're getting to 1,000. I'm just saying. We're getting to 1,000 would be a lot. Right. We're getting to at least 61. Though. I don't think we're getting to 1,000. I mean, it depends. I mean, I think that our monetization models are going to be kicking in soon. <laughs> we will be able to make more podcasts. Uh, so that would allow us to get to 1,000. Anyway, uh, yeah, I want to talk about Barbenheimer. What have, you, have you heard anything about these movies? I know you haven't seen either of them. I've seen memes, but I don't understand them. Wait, which part? Which, what don't you understand? I don't know. It'll just have a Ken Barbie. Well, there's a, I mean, it's just a Barbie Ken thing, you know? Anyway, they're Barbie and, you know, Oppenheimer. You know the movie Oppenheimer? Uh-huh. That movie came out at the same the same day as Barbie. And really? It's, yeah. And it's the, it's, it's the movie that, like, is about the guy that created the, that led the team to create the uh, nuclear weapons. Yeah. And so... Which are fake, by the way. They don't exist. I saw a whole movie about it, so <laughs> I know a lot. Anyway, um... So Have they, you ever seen a nuclear bomb go no, off? No, but I've seen a nuclear <laughs> bomb go off. Totally. So I see them all the time. Anyway. So uh, what happened? So th- these two movies come out. They have obviously very different tones. One is very pink. One is black and white. And so they contrast each other a lot. And a lot, a lot of people made it a day event to see both movies in the same day. Why thus, would someone do that to themselves? Thus Barbenheimer. Because they're supposed to be both good. Right? What? Yeah, they're supposed to yeah, both, they're right. supposed, both supposed to be really good. Uh, so you haven't heard anything else about the Barbie movie? We'll talk about one at a time. I really don't know anything about the movies. Like if I if I were to guess, the only thing I've heard about the Barbie movie is some rattling of like, like yeah, feminism, and other people being like rah 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 rah. rah. <laughs> yeah, right. And then and right. I'm just. Like scrolling past it, not even reading it. Because right. if I like, if I'm scrolling and I see something about the Barbie movie, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not stopping. It is. I am moving on. It's funny to me. I am moving on. Just like that statement alone was enough for to be clear to clarify to me how crazy it is the amount of controversy the Barbie movie's gotten. Because Why? like, like you said, it is the Barbie movie, right? <laughs> it is a movie. About childhood toys, right? It is, it is a, a movie, a, a Barbie movie, a, and, and a comedy movie at that, right? Like a comedy, yeah. lighthearted Barbie movie. And so, yeah, it has themes in it, like every other movie in the world. But, yeah, it's crazy to me that, like, even if you didn't like the themes of the Barbie movie, that you're, like, getting up in arms about it, right? Like, if you're, like, a guy and you're, like, angry about what the barbie movie is saying dude i don't even know what i like the thing is is i can't even tell you what was in the movie so i can't even identify right. with what is going I'll on. i'll tell you about the barbie movie 
Uh, so spoilers, spoilers for anyone. Spoil- that... it, you know what? It's not even a spoiler. It's Just a spoiler. Don't even waste your time. No, go to see movie. the Barbie movie. I've seen it. It was fun. It was fine. It was like summer elf kind of, you know, like elf the movie with Will Ferrell. Oh yeah. It was like summer version of that kind of. Who's summer? No, like you know, elf is in the winter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay because you know it's like a thing that doesn't exist coming into the real world and interacting oh is that what barbie the barbie yeah. movie is yeah so barbie I thought and barbie Tim... i thought it was a movie with where everyone is. it's like barbie land they are in barbie land in the yeah. same way that elf is in the north pole dude why and did they you go spoil the... it for me St- i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it they say it in the trailer <laughs> so <laughs> so um... barbie goes out to the real world right Does so ken yes ken no comes. way yes wow uh, so what happens in this movie is like Barbie's stereotypical Barbie, right? Yeah. Just a classic Barbie. There's a bunch of different Barbies in Barbie world, right? Because you know there's a billion different Barbies. Um, so classic. Wait, Barbie. there's a bunch of Barbies in the Barbie movie. Yeah, you know how like in Bar like the Barbie, there's like Doctor Barbie doll, and then there's like Barbie. That's Are there a, a bunch mom of Kens? Doll. Yeah, and a bunch of Kens. Wait, so you're telling me? There's a world that where it's not it's a, a bunch of Barbies it, and a bunch of Kins. It's not a movie about one Barbie. It is. There is a main Barbie character and a main Ken character. Like, like stereotypical Barbie, you know? Okay. Like the Barbie you think of when you think of Barbie. Yeah. But then there's like all these other alternate versions of Barbie and all these other alternate versions of Ken. And so to the stereotypical Barbie, um, what's happening in the movie is like... So you're telling me this movie actually has a plot. Yes. What, what did you think it was? Dude, Just I Margot know, Robbie man. brushing her hair for an hour and a half? Dude, I don't know, man. That's what I was saying. I just scrolled past it because I was like, this looks so stupid. Come on. Come on. No, no. So the plot of the movie is Barbie's living her perfect life in Barbie world. Yeah. And, you know, she is has her dream house, the Barbie dream house. And she has all of her Barbie friends. And everything's great. And then one day, things just aren't great anymore. And so she, like, finds... What do you mean not great? So she, like, finds cellulite on her leg. And she now, like, her feet touch... Her heels touch the ground. Because Barbies always have, like, heels on, you know? And when you take off their shoes, they still have heat. Like, their Is she still in Barbie land? Yeah. But Why is this happening to her? Because someone that's playing with her out in the real world is having these weird emotions, right? So she has to go to the real world and find this person and blah, 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 right? Is it a kid or an adult? Uh, spoilers still? You, you still want some more yeah, spoilers? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, I'm everyone. Not, I'm spoilers. never going to see this Spoilers, movie. everybody. So you go into the real world thinking it's going to be a kid, but it's actually this kid's mom. So then you talk what? to the mom. Yeah, it's this mom. She got like, her kid was like growing up and she was getting lonely and so she started playing with her old dolls. <laughs> funny right <laughs> you like that you like that kim apparently kim would like the barbie movie so he likes that um but they like go in the real world and in barbie world women rule everything obviously because it's barbie's dream house and barbie's dream car yeah and ken doesn't like doesn't have a house he just like is on the beach he, oh. he beach ken. <laughs> i thought you were gonna say he lives on barbie's couch <laughs> no he doesn't come in barbie's house because every night's girls night that's the oh really yeah uh one of the funniest like oh, so ken on... just li- like he's a beach bum <laughs> he just exactly. lives on the beach <laughs> one of the funniest ongoing gags in the movie to me is ken's job is beach because he's beach ken so like all these <laughs> all these barbies have jobs so like supreme court barbie or yeah. dr barbie and that's just like how bar astronaut barbie or whatever 
but Ken is like beach Ken. <laughs> and so he's not like a lifeguard or a surfer he's and he has no ability. <laughs> he just beach. Like that's like his whole identity. Dude, why can't I be in Barbie land? Funny, right? Dude? I mean, <laughs> that was the funniest ongoing joke in the movie. But essentially they go to the real world and it's not that way. Like it's not just like women rule everything and Ken's just beach, right? <laughs> so... Um, so they like get are they're adjusting to it and so like, Ken has to go find a job. No, Ken goes into a hospital and he's like, "I'd like to do surgery, please," because <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> he reads a book about the patriarchy, right? The patriarchy, and he thinks he takes it as like when he reads this book about the patriarchy, he takes it as, "Oh, men can just do whatever we want," right? Oh and so he gosh. goes around like to doc to hospitals and like says like I'm gonna do surgery and there's a woman doctor he's talking to and she's like you can't just do surgery and he's like I'd like to talk to a doctor <laughs> <laughs> and she's like you are talking to a doctor and then he sees a man walk past and he's like oh doctor <laughs> but uh, overall like the, the the movie has some pretty points. points. Uh, Ryan Gosling is is Ken yeah. very very funny Margot Robbie great job with her role. Um, but you know it it is like it has themes about it's a movie made for women right and so men apparently i haven't really met any men that have reacted this way but a lot of men have just been mad about it <laughs> like they just are mad that a bar like it's crazy i'm surprised that they saw the movie they went to it to get mad, you know. They they hate watched it. That makes me think that like the only people that went to go went to hate watch it. So. No, girls. I mean, it's it's the highest grossing film by a female director of all time. Really, well over a billion dollars in opening two weeks, I think. So all of our listeners have probably seen probably this? seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so like me spoiling it is just spoiling it for you. <laughs> Because, it, it, like, even when I went, I went two weeks after it came out, and our theater was packed. Like, every seat packed. Was the movie good? It was all right. It was fine. Okay. Like, there was, there was some points that were distinctly funny, for sure. Okay, we got to pause. I just tasted the bullet bourbon, which you need to taste. And it was not very good. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> happens, man. That's what happens. So we're going to skip that one. Okay, can do, but um. Well, you gotta finish yours. I'll finish mine. Fine. All right. So then, so what? So Barbenheimer. Right. So to, to finish what I was saying about Barbie, just to round it out. Yeah. I think it's funny to it's it's hilarious to me that people could be upset about it. You know. Yeah. Because it is literally a movie about toys, right? Well, I Toy Story made me infuriated. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> and the thing is, toy if if it was like Toy Story, maybe like I can understand if people are like, oh, they're trying to indoctrinate children or whatever. But Barbie is not made for children. Like the movie is clearly for adults, right? Like, it's, oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was a children's movie. That's it's why not, I didn't go see it. It is not a. Ch- <laughs> it's like children can yeah. see it, but yeah. it's definitely geared for adults. <laughs> You're telling me that yes. people are mad about this and it's geared toward adults. Adults, it's it's wild. Oh my God, people are going dude. to see the Barbie oh movie. I know, man. I know. So okay, I I I I've hit this point where I am bombarded by things on social media or like Twitter or in 
the internets. Yeah. And the narrative that I get that I skip past, I am like subliminally <laughs> like I don't even know what the word is. Like I like there's things I don't care about, right? Right. And this actually is making so much sense to me now. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this is now happening to me. Right. With things that I don't care about, right? Right. Uh, I remember something, hap- something happened with my wife where she, like, came across something on the news or something that um, that, that was, like, kind of in the background on the news. Mm-hmm. But it w- she wasn't actually involved in it. Right. And then she told me what she thought was going on. And I was like, that is not what's going on. You see <laughs> okay. what I'm saying? No. <laughs> I'm totally lost. <laughs> but this is now happening to me. Like, oh, you're overhearing like background stuff and you have an idea of what's going on, but you actually have no idea what's going on. Well, I know that I have no idea what's going on. Okay. I don't think everyone knows that they have no idea what's going on. Right. But my original, I, like all of what I thought about the bar, like, first of all, I fully thought this was a movie for children right no it's it was like, like a movie for adult women like for sure that was like the, the gear like i i was fully thought this was for children and just the idea that it's for adult women it totally changes my perspective of like people being upset about it it's ridiculous and, man. and all this stuff <laughs> and so this is what i'm saying is like i would never uh like at no point in my life would i ever feel the interest to actually figure out what's going on with the Barbie movie. Right. But I have been subliminally, like... You've been given messages. Yeah, like, just by, like, scrolling past things, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, my impression of it is just so off-base. Oh, but my point is is that, like, this happens to everyone. Yeah. Like, every yeah. like there's things that people don't care about, but they They get... just have an opinion that's been subliminally left for them. Yeah, and they they haven't actually looked into it whatsoever, right. but they've just been like, oh, I've seen like a couple of very surface level things about this. Headlines. Headlines. Headlines, exactly. Yeah. I've seen a couple headlines, and so like that's my opinion on this. Like, yeah. That's my informed perspective. Right. And like, yeah. This is this is so ridiculous. Like, yeah. this is a movie for adults. Like, right. This is just supposed to if be. If you don't like it, you don't like this it. This is just supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> right. It's like, a, this is just a comedy for adults. Right. 100%. 100% that's, like, the the takeaway. And, like, the, I'm not saying, like, Barbie was the greatest movie ever. Because oh I, I didn't gosh. think so. I think Barbie was a fine movie. Like, it was fine. Dude, if, if it was, like, if it was a movie for children and Ken flashed his penis on the screen. <laughs> on the screen Ken doesn't have a penis. Something. That's, important. I, That's would, important. I would be outraged. <laughs> you uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, this is just, I like, what? Like, I can't even believe we're having this conversation right, <laughs> right now. Right, I know, I know. But it's, I mean, it's a cultural phenomenon. People just went from, this is what, what I saw was really funny. But now um, you're making me question on whether I'm even more misinformed. Because what if you're misinformed telling me about a movie that's actually a children's movie? Okay, actually. Actually has a penis. Actual facts. Ken and Barbie don't have genitals. Okay? That's one. Two, Barbie did make over a billion dollars. So we know it's like a popular thing. 
But but you just said everyone hate watched it. So what? No if no no. You is, said everyone. What hate if watched everyone it? is hate watching? I said that some this... people hate watched it. All like the majority of adult women probably watched it out of love for like nostalgia and seeing all of their like toys if, become like if they had a live life. action Pokemon movie. Right. You would absolutely be like there. Could you imagine if they made a This is like this is the equivalent. That was a comedy this with Ryan Grossling or whatever Gosling. the hell his name is. This is this is the equivalent. I'd rather I prefer Ryan Reynolds. They though. make a a Pokemon movie, right? Yeah. They got Macaulay Culkin <laughs> <laughs> cast as 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 Brock. Brock, right? It's a comedy movie, and it has some themes, right? Who's Misty? Um, who is Misty? What's Ashton Kutcher's? Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, yeah. So they get they get this this cast, a good all star cast. They make a Pokemon movie. It's funny, you know. Nerds go and watch it. We all see it. It's for adults, and, and it's, it's a comedy. And then <laughs> uproar. People are like, the themes in the Pokemon movie aren't gelling with me. I don't like the idea of friendship, you know? Like, whatever whatever the idea is. That's the equivalent oh for the Barbie gosh, movie. Dude. But it was just for women. And so people just got mad. Like, very strangely. But enough about the Barbie movie. Let's move on to Oppenheimer. Uh, the opposite thing. But this, I, I have very similar feelings. I would rate... And this is going to be like a, a real controversial take for sure. Um, Oppenheimer, I would rate Oppenheimer and Barbie practically the same. Like what? on a scale from one to ten, how what much I like them? them. I don't know, like a seven. Okay, so it was just like a movie? Yeah, it was just like a movie. But the thing is, it felt, you could feel already when you watch it, it's one of those movies. Wait, that... can I just tell you, well, like, I didn't see Oppenheimer. Can I just tell you what I, like, yeah, please, what I please, imagine it being Please like? tell me what you imagine. I imagine it being really long. Yep. Because I was subliminally, like, someone saying that. Yeah, right, right. Really boring. Okay. <laughs> Probably just because it's black and white. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And just like me sitting there an hour in, and the only thought I have after one hour is, oh my God, I have to sit here for another two, two hours. hours. Like, are you kidding right. me? I paid for this. Right. And this person sitting next to me is expecting me to sit here for the rest of this godforsaken movie. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. That so, is my only impression of this movie. So, the thing is, I that impression is not entirely off. And this is... <laughs> This is this is where this is where it's gonna get like a little like people listening are like oh but I'm talking to you all right the people that are you're that talking are, to me I'm no I'm talking to the people that are feeling oh, that you're way. talking to the people These, that went in, yes go, they went to the uh, Barbenheimer event yeah I'm talking I'm talking to the people that are surprised by this take because Bar Oppenheimer is one of those movies where even as you're watching it you're thinking oh I can't tell people I don't like this <laughs> why not. Because it's one of those movies where everyone's like, oh, you didn't like it? You must not have understood. Like, it, it's going to be like one of those kinds of movies. Understood what? It's a movie. Right. <laughs> That's my point, right? Everyone understands the movie, right? But it's like, it's one of those movies... The only way I wouldn't understand it is if I fell asleep. Right. Which is possible. But, like, the movie's not... Once again, I want to say, the movie's not bad. It's just... And it's like, you know, it's a good story, but honestly told in a weird way where they, like, time hop and... And all that's it's not like hard to keep up with. Oh, but so this is Inception. Um, no. Yeah. Well, they they like they have like subplots and then main plots and then what I think they did. I will say 
poorly was they made a, a subplot the main plot for uh for like for the end of the movie you know what i mean like so they had a subplot going on and then they finished the main plot of the movie after like two hours and then the last hour was just the subplot you know what i mean yeah uh i think i know what you mean so what i mean is like you're watching the movie and you're like this is about the bomb right yeah they finish the bomb. Oh, the subplot is after the bomb? Yes. They finish the bomb. What's the su- Is it like, does it finish the last hour with like a love story? A sick, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not a love story, but it's the same premise. What, what is it? What's the subplot? It's like uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like trying to get onto the House of Representatives. I, I think he's a senator at the time. Yeah. And he like undermines um, Oppenheimer because Oppenheimer, like, he, he's petty. Essentially, wait. Oppenheimer's a person. Yeah, I thought that was the name of the project. That's not the name of the project. You know the name of the project. What's what's the the Manhattan Project? Yeah. Oh. Um. So yeah. Um. Oppenheimer. Essentially, what happens is, uh, that they make the bomb, and then Robert Downey Jr.'s character kind of like undermines Oppenheimer's credibility for petty reasons. And then the entire last 45 minutes to an hour of the movie is about Robert Downey Jr. being petty. And it's just that. And like that, it's it feels like they're like, oh, that's the real thing that's happening in the movie. And you're like, this is not what I wanted to see. Why didn't they just cut that out? They should they really should have, honestly. Because this you're just reinforcing the idea of me getting to like like they finish the bomb and I'm like, yeah, and I stand up and I want to clap no, and no. all this stuff. And then all of the sudden I'm sitting through another movie. I mean, if yes. if Barbenheimer, if the movie marathon Barbenheimer wasn't, wor- uh, wasn't worse enough, now you have to watch three movies in one day? I mean, come on, give me a break. I got to sit through Barbie, Oppenheimer, and then Oppenheimer part two. <laughs> right, yeah. No, it's like, um, I guess... The reason that I, I have an issue with movies like Oppenheimer. So I, I like, raved about um, everything, everywhere, all at once, right? Yeah. So I watched that movie. I immediately loved it. I enjoyed every second of it in the theater. I watched it again the next day in theaters. And that movie won awards, right? Yeah. And I normally feel when I'm watching a movie like Oppenheimer, I watch it, I think, this movie is going to win awards. And I'm not enjoying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything everywhere at once won awards, but it was like the first time I watched the movie and I like loved it, and it was nominated for a bunch of awards. Yeah. And so Oppenheimer's one of those movies. It feels like because it's critically acclaimed, and because dude, it's like I deeply honestly, emotional I feel like I feel like the uh, critics are inverse. Um, like like when they give bad ratings, it's a good movie, and when they give good ratings, it's a bad. Movie. Nah, not yeah. always. Like yeah. Master of Disguise, everyone pretty, pretty much agrees <laughs> that that's not a good movie. Dude, I thought that was a great movie. <laughs> no, I mean yeah, when we were like five, that movie was. That's what makes it. See the thing comedy. is, the thing is, is for like children's movies, the critics should be children. I agree, one hundred percent. Critics should not go to watch children's movies. Like I think I think critics can go to watch like you know. Um, the critics for Barbie movies should not be fifty-five-year-old men. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, so, but I guess Oppenheimer and Oppenheimer, like to its credit, the best thing that Oppenheimer the movie did was like discuss the complex emotions that come along with 
being a scientist and developing things that are out of your control. You Master I mean? of Disguise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Similar to Master of Disguise. <laughs> Master of Disguise and Oppenheimer, very similar plots. <laughs> no, no. I think that like what happened with Oppenheimer was they, uh, like, you know, the idea is that, like, the scientists, their only job is to do the science. Yeah. And then they give the sci- their findings to the government, and then are, should they feel morally responsible for what the government does with their findings? Right. Yes. And they. Yes. Right. Exactly. One hundred percent. So that's what Oppenheimer's like. His famous quote is like quoting the Buddhist thing where he says like "I am become death," or whatever. Um. So he like after he fe- he after he built the bomb he felt yeah. really horrible because he and he like urged against it. He said like use it as a deterrent. Don't use the bomb. And uh, so because he was t- yeah terrified about that stuff. And so um that's what the movie's about. And that's good. But then once. Once the bomb is built, and once they test it out, they should have ended within, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's, some people will agree and say, you know, Terrence, you just don't understand. You don't have the depth of empathy, or you don't, <laughs> you don't understand the, what, the genius that Christopher Nolan was trying to come through. Well, you whatever, know what I man. do I'm, understand? I'm a, pers- I'm a re- regular person watching it. If you make a movie that's for the top 10% of intellects, maybe it's not a good movie. You know, <laughs> if you make a movie that only 10% of the population can get, maybe go watch the Barbie movie. Because 100% of people get that movie. You know what I do understand, though? What do you understand? A three-hour movie. <laughs> right. That is way too long. Not if it's good, man. Not if it's good. Not if it's good? Because the thing know. is, I, I've watched, like, six hours of a show that I've gotten into. Okay, you're right. You're right. I've, I've, yeah, I've probably got into, like, 12 hours of a show that... Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, sometimes you you see a three-hour movie and you're like, that's a slog, man. That's going to take me a while to Dude, get Dude, but through. the thing is, though, if I'm at a movie theater, I don't want to watch something for three hours. If I'm at home, I'll watch something for 12 hours. Right. I'm comfortable. I'm on the couch. I have a blanket. I'm in my underwear. But you won't watch. You won't watch Oppenheimer here. No. Of course not. <laughs> no. Of course not. Yeah. No way. But like, okay. Here's an example. I went to the movie theaters, and you're not gonna like this. <laughs> but when Batman came out, the uh, third movie, uh, Batman with with Bane and stuff. Yeah. When that movie came out, I went to the movies on the midnight premiere, like at 6 p.m. or something like that. Yeah. And I watched the first two movies in theaters, then at midnight watched the third movie. I would do that. Right. That I'd, was, I'd have there, to bring a Game Boy or something. I was there for nine hours, you know? I'd was, have to bring a grill. <laughs> a grill? A smoker out of the out, back of my... Handing out so- sausages and hamburgers to people at the, at the movie theater. A panini, a steak panini maker. Make some steaks. There you go. Make some steaks. <laughs> Charge people one hundred and fifty dollars for first steak, but uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's really like so. That's a movie like nine I, hours, dude. That yeah. is insane. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. But I think, have to think about I this. Think about I can't this. get away. From think about this. this. Some people would nine go. Some hours. people would go. How did you go. eat? How did you go to the bathroom? Most people don't eat between the hours of like seven p.m. and three a.m. Oh my gosh! Dude. <laughs> so and you know you go to the bathroom and the movie theater bathroom, dude. During the first <laughs> during the first two movies, like a normal person. You didn't wear a diaper. No, I didn't wear a diaper. <laughs> I did wear a Batman mask. <laughs> yeah, I didn't wear a Batman mask, but it was a fun experience. It was a fun experience, and it was uh, it was fun. It was worth it. They should have done that with Harry Potter. 
I'm sure they did something like that. On the like final. They, you just get there three days before and you bring <laughs> a sleeping bag. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that was uh, the most interesting thing about like, Because when I went to that movie, I, I remember thinking, like, no, the the time of the movie didn't matter. I was excited to see it. Yeah. Same with, like, the Avengers movies. I never had to, like, find time in my schedule to go watch the last Avengers movies in theaters. Because I was like, this is fun. I like these movies. Yeah. But with Oppenheimer... When I saw it was three hours, I was like, man, I, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to schedule time enough to f- see this three hour movie. Yeah. Well, but did you do Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same no day? No way, dude. No? No way. You so say you didn't pull off a Barbenheimer? I did not pull off a Barbenheimer. Loser. I would have done that if, like, I got a good group of people to do it. Yeah. I would And some people said, like, okay, this is a question for you. Um. If you're going to do the Barbenheimer, right? Yeah. Would you choose to do Barbie first or would you choose to do Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer first? Oppenheimer first. Right? 100%. There's not even a question Get in a my good mind. napping. <laughs> I, so many people were saying Barbie first. Oh. And I was like, oh, guys. Dude. dude. Right? Dude. Okay. You can't go watch a movie that requires little attention and then go watch a movie that requires a lot of attention. Right. And not only that, no but you also way. like you got to show up with this, this, this. It's the same thing. You wake up and you drink a coffee, and then at night you drink a beer. Right. You don't drink a beer in the morning and then at <laughs> drink night drink a coffee. a coffee. Also, you like. I'm thinking to myself, if you're, if how are you trying to feel at the end of the day? Are you trying to feel bummed out? Or are you trying to feel like you know exactly? Yeah. In a good mood. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. No, you you wake up, you bring two things in your backpack. You get a Yeti mug. Full of coffee, and you watch Oppenheimer, and then you pull out a couple beers in your backpack during Barbie. Beers? Yeah. No, man. Bottle I'm of drinking. wine? Rosé? Maybe some rosé. <laughs> maybe some rosé. Maybe a, maybe a martini, an apple teeny. Apple teeny, maybe? Yeah. I, like I'm that. more of a peach teeny. A Cosmo? A Cosmo? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think that would... I mean, that would sound like a fun day to me. Me and my friends, we go see Oppenheimer in the morning, get a nice, like, or in the afternoon, get a nice, like, dinner... Get some martinis, some some peach teenies, some Cosmos, and then go see Barbie. You gotta dress good out of your suit though, and then get into pink. A pear teeny, a pineapple teeny, a pineapple teeny, apple teeny. I'm, I mean, I'm I've had apple. A teenies. banana teeny. I would never drink in a banana teeny. That sounds gross. <laughs> That's banana what Ken teeny. would drink. Ken would drink a banana teeny. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's what I was talking about with the with. Barbie and Oppenheimer. I thought it was a very strange cultural situation. Um, pretty goofy. And I'm glad that I can talk to you about things and get your honest take bef- without you having being tainted by actually seeing the movies. Because I just can count on you not seeing stuff. <laughs> you just know that I won't see the movie. Right. And you'll also have very limited information. Yeah. Just very surface level in passing information about it. So that's always nice to have your take. All right, give me another movie then. Another movie? Or something, something else, I don't know. That you have seen or haven't seen? I don't, it, whatever you think, whatever take you want. Hook. I just recently watched Hook. Yeah? Have you seen Hook? I haven't seen oh Hook. Oh my gosh, that actually surprises me, because Hook is really good. Really? Yeah. I saw the um, uh, the trailer for it when I saw another movie a long while ago. I went and saw a movie, and Hook was a trailer that seems impossible. I feel like Hook came out in like 1990. 
Oh, no. <laughs> no, there's not a new one. There's uh, not a new... Uh, there's new Peter Pan movies, for sure. I thought there was a new Peter Pan movie coming out. There was. There, there. Uh, that one came out. Peter and Wendy. Peter and Wendy came out. But Hook is the one with Robin Williams. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm holding on. I think there's a brand new Hook. It seems it seems weird that they would make a new Hook. Because Hook was like a classic with Robin Williams, but also John Williams did the soundtrack... And it had, uh, what's his face? Rain Man? Do you know his name? Uh, man, I forget his name. But anyway, it had a really good cast. Hold on, there is a new one, I think. Oh, no. Oh, uh, I don't want to see, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see New Hook. Unless new it has an all-star cast. Who's the, who's the cast? This is news for me, everyone. Hold on. This is news, and this is exciting, because I, I love Hook. So if it has a good cast, I could be excited to see it. What are you getting? Oh, it's called Peter, Pan, and Wendy. I just said that. P- Peter and Wendy. Yeah, that's not Hook. That's a different movie. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, Cameron, have you seen Hook with Robin Williams? I don't think so. <laughs> Hook with Robin Williams. I mean, they can't have two Peter Pan movies come out this year, right? Yes, they can. They made two Pinocchio movies like last year. So, yes, they can do two Peter Pan movies. Jude in one Law year. is Captain Hook. Right, yes. Is that... That's not... That's that's Peter and Wendy. Did you see that? No, I didn't see I heard it wasn't good. Oh. I heard it was made by boring people. (laughs) That's what it seems like. Well, Um, I want to see a pirate movie, and that's all that matters. Hook. Is it good? Uh, It's amazing. It's very fun. It's very, like, nostalgic feeling as well. Like, it feels like you're watching an 80s, 90s movie. It's about Peter Pan. Is it a comedy? Yeah. Who plays Captain Hook? Um, what's his name? It's, it's a very famous guy. Uh, you've seen Meet the Parents? Uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that you Oh. Seen. Rain Man? Um. Oh, um. What's his name? Oh, dude, I totally know his Yeah, name. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's famous, uh, but I forget his name. Um, I, the thing is, this is one of those things that I wish that I could ask the people listening, because they know. And so they have to they're know. Sitting, I have his face. Dustin Hoffman. Let me see a photo. They're, they're sitting, and they were sitting in their car or on the toilet listening to this, and they're thinking, <laughs> thinking to themselves, like, Dustin Hoffman. It's <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. It's Dustin Hoffman. And finally, uh, they, they, they got me to, me to oh, say Oh, that it. is not who I was Thank thinking. Thank you for, for, for telepathing that. That is not who I was thinking at all. Um, but anyway, Dustin Hoffman is Hook. And the, the movie is about... Peter Pan eventually, like at some point, deciding to come to the real world and then growing up and becoming like a douchebag business guy and not paying attention to his kids and oh, hating children. That's Robin Williams. That's Robin Williams. Yeah. And then he. I think I saw this movie maybe one time. Yeah. And then it has Dante Bosco, the voice for Zuko from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but Zuko. No, I know Zuko. Yeah, his voice actor. <laughs> Him as like a kid. Is a, is a cool guy. Anyway, uh, Hook, great movie. Just recently watched it again. I love almost every movie I see with Robin Williams. He's just a, he's a, he's a classic guy. Yeah? Yeah. And so, um, that's a movie I suggest you watch. But if you're into pirates, of course, um, I don't want to be a scab <laughs> from the Actors Guild, but, uh, One Piece is coming out on Netflix. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. We can talk about the actor strike and the writer's strike. No. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I don't want to talk about that. It's too much for me. Maybe next time. Maybe when you have had less bourbon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I want to talk about the memory thing. Okay, well, we'll start it this time. We'll okay, talk about we'll prime it. We'll prime it. Right, so um, I've been inspired. I'll give you the background of why I want to talk about memory and mnemonics. Mm-hmm. So I've been recently... And and this is background for everyone, I guess. If you don't know Cameron and I very well, we were not particularly good students in high school. I'll, I'll say we were bad students in high school. We weren't like the worst. We were not bad students, but we were not good students. Okay, maybe Cameron wasn't a bad student. I was a bad student in high okay, school. Okay, I, I was a... <laughs> like, when you say bad student, you're implying that you're bad. Not like a bad kid. We didn't get in trouble. Teachers liked us, but like bad at school. If I, if, uh, teachers might as well have just not assigned me homework. <laughs> right. Or not <laughs> given me a test. Like it's the first, you know how the first so two I wasn't weeks a bad you're, you're getting used to the teacher and the teachers are getting used to you. It was like after the first two weeks, the teacher would stop asking me, Terrence, did you do your homework? <laughs> that was like, <laughs> that was the way it worked. Uh, my relationship with my teachers and somehow me and them all got along so yeah i wasn't a bad student i I didn't the teachers didn't hate me but like at school grades not good not good and i think that when you're that like the our current system um kind of makes you feel like if you're that kid that doesn't get good grades then it's because you're stupid or it's because you don't know they don't tell you it's because you're not trying, right? Like, I guess that's a that's a strange thing for me, but uh, so they kind of it kind of is implied. Well, it's that also it, uninspiring, right? But once I was studying something that was inspiring, I was a phenomenal student, right? I was setting the curve. I right. was crushing it, right? That's that's when I like in addition, when Cameron and I transitioned to college, we became like the smart kid in classes. Um, at least I did. Yeah. And there was many classes where, like, I know first semester I got a 4.0. And that was, like, a very drastic change from what was happening in got in high school. And um, so that was a very strange thing. And a lot of my teachers kind of inspired me to feel like I could do that much if I just wanted to. And I was like, oh, interesting. But this is all to transition to... I just feel like public school was designed to beat you into submission. <laughs> Agreed. And the kids that were, like, not really willing to get... Only, like, the thing is, you have to be willing to accept the beatings. Or your parents have to enable them to beat you. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I did not accept the beatings. <laughs> I didn't even know they were swinging at me. <laughs> you know? They might have been, like, cracking the whip, but I must have been wearing earmuffs or something. Because yeah. I did not hear it. I did not know. <laughs> and the thing is, like, even still, obviously, it didn't affect my life. Like, yeah. being a bad yeah. student in high school did not have any meaningful impact on my current position. Um, so, but the, the point I'm trying to get to is we didn't study particularly a lot in high school. We didn't mm-hmm. practice committing things to memory, right? And what that means is that when we took tests, or at least when I took tests, since I didn't study things, every question was something I had to figure out. It wasn't yeah. something I had to remember. And so I would take these 60-question history tests or math tests. And I would obviously be better at math because I could figure out math tests. You can't yeah. always figure out an if, English if you, test. If you know the basics of algebra and then they're just 
throwing you more complicated ones, you're like, okay, I can try to get my way there. Right, right. And so um, these are things that, like, I I have I didn't gain the skill of writing notes or memorization in high school, but I did gain the skill of critical thinking because I didn't study. And so every test was a practice of critical thinking for me, not yeah. a practice of memorization. And so I've had very little practice of memorization. This all became very apparent to me when I was playing a like trivia game yeah. with uh, my girlfriend and her family. And some of the questions were, they were trivial, but they weren't memory questions. They were like critical. You could, you could think your way through it. You, yeah. you don't have to ever hear the fact to know it. And so like one of them was like, how many cents are in a euro? Right? Yeah. <laughs> that question for me is obviously 100. Because cent is like century, and cent represents like percent. There's one in a hundred, right? Wow, I <laughs> I missed the boat on this one, <laughs> right? But for me, when when that question was asked, I was like, that's not a trivia question. That's a simple math question. What was the question? How many cents are in a euro? So it's just cents. Yeah, like a one cent. There's like there's a hundred cents. That's in a like dollar. asking how many cents are in a dollar. Exactly. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> But when that question was posed, everyone at the table was like, oh, I haven't thought about this before. And I was like, you don't have to. <laughs> it's a hundred. It's always going to be a hundred. It's a cent. <laughs> it's a cent, right. One out of a hundred, right. So you can logic- I didn't pick up the century one, but I knew but per, I, cent per cent is right. just like, I. it's almost like it should be spelled with two words, like right. per cent. Right. But my point is that they they obviously were smart enough to get themselves there by logic. But Where they, were you? This is a bar trivia? No, this is just like a, a, a board game. <laughs> a board game trivia. Oh. And um, they, all of these people were obviously smart enough to get themselves to, this, to the answer by logic. But they did not have the training to think about trivia or test-style questions logically. They only were like, have I ever heard this specific piece of knowledge before? Uh-huh. And I haven't, so they stumbled on the question. And so it, the end of, end of the question just ended up being a guess. And it was 100, but it took him like five minutes. And I was thinking to myself, like, we clearly had different upbringings, <laughs> like, as far as, like, our test styles, because they were very studied. They would be memory people, and they, like, every question on the test, they either knew it or they didn't know it, and they would leave questions blank. Me, I'm just like, uh, it seems like it would have happened in the 1800s. Oh, yeah, you're willing to, like, put down a guess. Yeah, right, like, think about oh. it. And so... All of this to say that I've just recently started, for the first time in my life, trying to actively memorize and study things. Yeah. And it has been so strange. Like, I, the way we memorize things is so weird. And uh, I want to do more research on it. But basically, like, what I've discovered is that um, humans memorizing things is, for the most part, like... I guess the way you learn things and the way you memorize things are entirely different processes. You know what I mean? Learn and memorize? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so, like, this is one of those things that, like, I have a pretty good memory just off the bat. But I think Cameron can learn things significantly faster than I do. Because, like, learning, while memorization obviously requires, like, rote memorization often... Learning things just requires like blind banging your head into the wall. I know. I cannot. And Cameron is great. I, at that. I cannot memorize anything. <laughs> right. 
but Cameron can like I can learn anything. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is like I try the the difference between us pretty often is that I try to learn things the way that you should try to memorize things. I yeah. think my way around it and I come up with all this context. Like for example, this is something that obviously Cameron's already good at, but if we uh if both of us were starting at zero and someone gave us soccer balls and was like, Hey, learn how to dribble or learn how to juggle this soccer ball a hundred times. Cameron would just immediately start juggling. No thoughts at all. He would Not successfully it. at first. Right. He would just drop it onto his foot and he would just struggle. Right. But he would do that without thinking for hours. And I would drop it on my foot, mess up, and then I would spend like 10 minutes thinking about what went wrong, <laughs> try to figure out how to tweak my behavior. And then, but like, that's not how you learn things. And so it's, it's the same with like language. Mm-hmm. For language, you think you need to think about all the grammar, but you don't. You just need to hear it and not understand it for like a thousand hours, and then all of a sudden, you do understand it. Oh, that's learning. That's learning. But oh. memory for Japanese, for example, or Chinese, you have to learn how to speak the language, uh-huh. but you have to memorize how to read the language. And and so that's... I didn't even think of that. <laughs> right. That's what I'm learning now, and that's why I want to start the conversation about oh. memory and, and learning. We're going to have to cover that next time. Yeah, I know. But let me just give you some help, okay? <laughs> oh, please, please inspire me. <laughs> I don't know anything about memorizing things. Mm-hmm. But the and this might not help with learning a language, but the best way I've learned how to um, learn something is to you turn have, your brain off. <laughs> no, basically. So so you have like different. Your brain can do can you can walk and chew gum, right? Yeah. And you can drive and chew gum, right? Uh, but there's some, but you can't chew gum and talk. Speak for yourself. Well, there's got a like, big mouth. There's like some. There's like certain things that you can do uh, while doing other things, but mm-hmm. but there's other things that you certain combinations of things don't work. There's some combination of things that don't work, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to learn something, the part of your the other part of your brain that is able to do something else, you have to occupy that other thing. Yeah. So if you want to learn how to juggle a soccer ball, you need to put on an audiobook. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to like numb, you have to like inject the other part of your brain with something that numbs it. So oh, so with language, yeah. Uh if you're trying to learn a language, you should juggle a soccer ball. Oh yeah, you think that would Yeah, help? you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like you should be do- doing something else. Mm-hmm. Or like learning how to spin a pencil. Right. Or the spinning a pencil is what I was thinking. Yeah, so like you like you need to be do like you need to occupy your motor skills with something that will make it numb. Mm-hmm. So that the part of your brain that is focusing on the language part can can, can focus can without, like do that part yeah you see what i'm saying without the other part distracting yeah exactly and mm-hmm. so um when i was learning when i was learning to juggle a soccer ball just for hundreds and hundreds there's no other way to do it no other way to do it you can't do it without spending a thousand hours right and you just i would take a boom box and i'd take the longest playlist i had and i would press play and I would sit there and juggle for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. 
and I just did something that numbed the other part of my brain. Yeah. So that I could do the other part. Well, that's something to take. Well, okay. So next week when we talk about this more in depth, I will have some amount of research so we can like talk about learning memorization and the difference between them and how best to do them maybe. All right. Perfect. All right. We will see you guys next week.